Hi, and welcome to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. I'm your host, Ray Dove, with the REMAX Eastside Brokers here in Bellevue, Washington. I thought this week I would talk about the, the discussion that's kind of in the news, talked about on different real estate platforms, uh, and what's been uh, brought about through the federal government and what their consumer right advocates have been talking about, and that is real estate agents and the brokerage fees we charge. So with that said, do keep in mind that brokerage fees are negotiable between real estate company to real estate company and in some real estate companies from agent to agent. So there's no set fee per se. The news has come out and said that we as real estate agents have kept this commission basis secret and out of the hands or thought process of the consumers, the sellers, and the buyers. Yet, let me remind the buyers, which at one point were probably sellers too, or maybe they're first-time home buyers. The brokerage fee is always discussed when we put a home on the market. Talk to the seller about what our fee structure is. So when I talk to the seller, I tell them this is what I charge my fee, and this is what you get in return for that fee. Like any good business practitioner would, just like if you bought some from Amazon, you know what the product you're buying and what you're paying for. Now, unlike Amazon, you don't know how much of that dollar you're spending. Amazon gets to keep and what they're paying to the seller of that product. Which I find is interesting because nobody seems to question them about how they choose and how much money they choose to make uh, on their products, yet they're entitled to make some profits for the risk that they have taken in trying to make a process buying products online easier for you, you the consumer. So you as a home buyer, home seller, yes, You've always had the ability to decide of whoever you hire what you're going to get in return. Now, for the most part, it's fallen onto the shoulders of the sellers to make that call. And then whoever they hire, if they choose to hire a real estate company, will decide how much of that overall brokerage fee is being shared with the home buyer's agent. Now, in the last several years, we've now come to where home buyers can be represented by agents as buyer's agent. Well, that buyer agent should be having that discussion with you, the buyer, and say, hey, this is what we will find in the marketplace. If you want me to work for you, this is how much I'm going to charge. And if the seller pays that, great. If they don't, you, the buyer, I'm asking you to make up that difference to whatever I want to charge as a buyer's agent. And certainly that can be negotiated. Your buyer's agent can say, no, that doesn't work for me. Or you can say, no, that doesn't work for me. It's not a process of trying to out-negotiate someone. It's a process of trying to see what the value proposition is. Now, some of the discussion in the last few days is stating that we as buyer brokers have kept that information hidden from you, the buyers. And that's not true. I have those conversations with my buyers and sellers all the time. This is what the fee structure looks like. It's not set, but this is what it looks like. And this is what it's going to be like from home to home to home. We see a variety of brokerage fees out there. Some of the people have even talked about the dialogue of, hey, let's put the real estate agent on an hourly rate. You know, that's a good idea. I've always said if I got paid on a per hour rate like an attorney, I would make far more money per year than I'm making now. And you might say, well, how is that? Well, one of the discussions they've had is that you pay the realtor uh, an hourly rate, they'll show you houses, and then whatever brokerage fees earn, the difference between what the hourly rate charge is 
and what the seller was willing to pay a buyer broker will be credited back to the buyer. That all sounds great in theory, but who's going to pay for the realtor's time who has spent months, sometimes years, working with a buyer and then the buyer goes off and buys from someone else. Who pays for that real estate agent's time? Maybe it's about time we all entered into contracts up front. Whereas a buyer's agent, I get paid per hour for every little thing I do to help you buy a home. And then if you go buy from someone else, you owe me that money for my time well spent to work with you. To sit there and say, hey, look, they only worked with this buyer for a month and sold them a home. Look how much money they're making. But what about all the people that we work with that end up disappearing and we don't get paid for that? Or you put a home on the market to sell for a seller, you bring them sell several offers, they don't take any of them. And then at the end of the contract term, they decide to take it off the market, rent it, go hire another real estate agent. Guess what? that agent that listed the property didn't get paid. So an hourly rate to me would be ideal because then I could put a house on the market, get a retainer fee up front like an attorney, get an agreement on what my billable hours are going to be, and then I'm going to get paid for every little thing I do. Every phone call I have with potential buyers, every phone call I have with the seller, every phone call I have with competing real estate agents, my time spent making flyers, my time doing open houses, my time negotiating the transaction. And then if the home doesn't sell, I still get paid, as I should. If I'm going to be paid an hourly rate, I can't get paid an hourly rate on just the successful transactions. Then that means I would spend all my time sitting around waiting for one successful transaction to show up. And I never know which one that's going to be. So in theory, I like the concept of being paid hourly, but how are we going to mitigate that? so that we get paid for everything that we do, cultivating potential buyers and sellers when they've agreed to work with us and cultivating the process of the home sale. Now, the one thing with regards to RMLS, they're now displaying the brokerage fees and all the listings for the buyer's agent. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. I've always had this discussion with my buyers. Maybe other agents have not. But keep in mind that a home can't go on the market in RMLS unless it's been signed by the seller. Now, in other MLSs, that may not be the case where you'll see coming soon or the this thing we're talking about pocket listings where the seller agrees that you as a real estate agent can go out and try to sell it and but don't put it on the MLS and that'll be a pocket listing if that real estate agent gets it sold then they get paid and if it doesn't they don't get paid in our MLS if you're a member of our MLS you have agreed that you will not put a home on the market or for sale sign a key box on the property unless it's first listed on our MLS if you're not a member of our MLS then certainly you can do whatever you want that doesn't enable the seller to get the best and highest price because it's they're working with a very diminished marketplace. What enables a seller to get the highest and best possible price is exposing it to as many people as possible. So I challenge my listeners here to think about the process. When I sit down and talk to a seller and they agree to put their home on the market, we sign a contract so we can move forward. And we go through the steps of getting the home on the market. We are now more than ever before are going to have that same conversation when we meet with a home buyer. Are you working with another real estate agent? Are you under contract with that other real estate? 
estate agent. What does that look like? If you want me to work for you, this is my fee structure and this is what I'll do to earn that fee structure. You, the buyer, you can say, okay, that's great. We'll work with you. Or two, no, we're going to go find someone else that'll work for less money. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with having that conversation. But for me going forward, if you want me to represent you as a buyer, you are going to sign a buyer broker agreement, just like a seller has to sign a listing contract to get their home on the market. What we decide in that buyer broker agreement, how I'm going to be compensated for not only my time, energy, and effort, you're also getting my intellectual property. Just like when you go to work for a company, they've got your time, they've got your efforts, they've got your energy, but they want your skill set and your intellectual property. And how much is that worth? $15 an hour? $20 an hour? $100 an hour. What is all that worth? You cannot continue to move forward and expect real estate agents to work for free all the time until we sell a property and then get paid. Can't have it both ways, in my opinion. And I can't work for free. I spend so much time with so many people, buyers and sellers alike, that say they're going to do business and then they don't. We've entered into verbal contracts and they disappear. So I'm not sure what the overall best solution is but for me if you want to put your property in the market it's got to be listed properly with the proper paperwork i'll list all the things i'll do to help you sell your home and if i don't do them then you're welcome to fire me same thing with the buyer broker agreement if you're going to work with me we're going to sign a buyer broker agreement we agree upon the compensation like we did with the seller and we are going to make a list of what i'm going to do to help you as you look for property find a property and going through the whole process of negotiations, inspections, appraisals, etc. And I'll share with you what my value proposition is. And you can determine if I'll, uh, if you agree to pay that if the seller isn't. And if I'm not doing the job that I promised that I would do, then yes, yes, you could fire me too. But I will tell you, over the years, I've showed people homes, and then they've turned around and gone back to the seller's agent, tried to restructure a transaction using the buyer's brokerage fee as leverage to try to negotiate a better transaction for the buyer. But what gets left out is that seller's agent is representing who? Yep. They're representing the seller. They're not representing your best interest. An agent that claims that they can do dual agency is doing a disservice to both the seller and the buyer. So feel free to call me or email me. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. I just wanted to share this because the news, again, is misleading the people in general, the buying public, about how the brokerage fees are been kept hidden, and that we're not discussing them, and that is not true, at least not from where I sit. Over with the seller, this is what I charge for my services, this is what I recommend you do for the buyer broker. The buyer broker should be having a conversation with you, the buyer. Ray Dove, keeping it simple, thanks for listening. Please share my podcast with anyone you like. Uh, We do uh, post it on Instagram and Facebook. We're on all the podcast channels. I can be reached at 425-681-8630 or RayDoveRemax, all one word, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.